Pina! And welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all, to a brand new edition of Quarantimes, presented by the OG Quinspin family. I am your host, the Quinn. We're back here on Facebook Live and the streaming platforms as of Monday when I put the show up there. And we have a very special guest today to my right, Evander James, professional wrestler, has toured all over the world wrestling for promotions like House of Glory, Impact Wrestling, Wrestle One, and countless others. We're going to get to know him real quick. First, let's go around to the fam. Let's start right under me on my screen anyway, JD, and uh, accompanied oh. by Fat Thor behind him. How's yes. Going, oh, it is. Uh, it's 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 going pretty well. Um you know, Georgia's Georgia. Mm-hmm. Not much to say about that. Uh, Fat Thor. Oh, Fat Thor's behind me. That was my Halloween costume, in case y'all didn't know. Um, because honestly, I can't pull off anything else except Fat Thor. Let's be honest. Right, so, so um, is that you as Fat Thor, or is that Fat Thor? That is me. That's me behind me. All right. Just. Um, that was a picture that was taken, and I'm using that as my virtual background this week. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> I may change it, but you know what? it's it's timely it's recent so let's go with it it's important to start the show with a good background um we'll explain yes. mine in a little while actually but first yeah. i want to go around and say well hello to you all. i also don't have a wrestling one because i never wrestled actually no i take that back i did i did i, I did one, <laughs> i knew you were gonna go there <laughs> I, I did one lvbw match where uh you i think it was a battle royale and you so you Two people's uh, suplexed me over the ropes onto the grass. Yep, we didn't have a um, And then I uh, messed up as a ref in another match. It's okay. I was hurt for that. I, I knocked my shoulder out of Project Graduation. I couldn't compete. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah, that was unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but anyway, well, JD, thank you for joining us. And down there, mm-hmm. um, familiar face, I think, is Zebro uh, returning to the show. So this is also the return of Zebro. What's going on, Z? What's going on, gentlemen? How's everyone? Good. I see you, you got your show pump on back there. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm accompanied by my towel. Say hi, towel. Uh, the towel's camera shy. So, Tally. Um, Tally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my towelie. There we go. There we go. Well, welcome back, sir. Good to have you. Thank back. you for having me. I'm, I'm excited. Is that a new beard? Did you have that beard the last time you were on? Yeah, I, I, I grew it out. It looks it good. Is a, it looks good. You're very observant. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I, I notice things. I notice things. I see that. All right, Scotty Rock, uh, what's going on there? Well, I just want to throw this out. I'm about to kiss your ass a little bit. Me? I urge and encourage everyone to listen to Soul Tears, the podcast that the Quinn was on. I actually cried. Like, he bought me to tears. It was a really good episode. Um, I was really impressed. Um, I'm a little disappointed that you didn't talk about me at, at all. Um, no thank yous no acknowledgements for any anything i was waiting but, for the backhanded part of you know this. i i let it go <laughs> no, but all joking aside it it really is worth the listen um and uh i also put this background up because quinn and i uh this is when we bought uh fake tickets on craigslist so i thought it'd be a good we, and we're in the rest. we bought fake. me tickets i mean i paid for mine but let's let's make no mistake about who bought them <laughs> mr Rock. oh gosh but we both bought them i picked them up and neglected to realize that they were 
blatantly fake. Yeah, like the whole like seal was broken. There was no perforation. <laughs> we we yeah. we parked. I'm like, something about this doesn't seem right. <laughs> well, we might as well try it. And then so we, we ended up, up at Joe's, Joe's Crab Shack. Yeah. Hey, there's nothing wrong with Joe's Crab Shack. I mean, it was yeah. Oh. We we had a good conversation at Joe's Crab Shack for like three <laughs> hours. And before we left MetLife Stadium, we did get to hear the Miz win the IC title from the parking lot. So not all oh, cool. as we were told, we need to leave because we have fake tickets. And I'm dressed up like Zack Ryder. Like I'm ready for this. Like. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, lesson learned. Lesson learned. Well, thank you, Mr. Rock, for joining us and for setting us up with our esteemed guest, Mr. Evander James. As I mentioned, professional wrestler has traveled the world. And so I ask every guest of the show, in their own words, to answer three standard questions. Those are Who are you? What do you do? And why on earth would you want to come on quarantines? Hmm. Well, first off, let me just say a little promo, just get a little a little feet wet in the waters of this Ooh. podcast. Ooh. So let me just myself. My name is Evander James, the most honest man in professional wrestling. I do what I say and say exactly what I do, and you can trust that. Second of all, I would like for you to repeat your three questions because I was in my moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, you answered the first one. It was, who are you? And you kind of answered, what do you do? So really, the only question left is, why on earth would you want to come on this show of all things? Honestly? Yeah. I was asked. All right. <laughs> I, I mean, that's good. I, he's I, the honest man. He, he did say he's well, honest. Like, like uh, there, was no, there was no backstory. I was asked. I was, And I legit... I remember Z, like Zebro and and Adam asked, and I was like, Scotty, okay. Scotty, Scotty, Adam, who's that? Uh, one of the, one of the people I met before, but I, I'm mistaken. I believe his name was Scotty. Oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah, uh, kind of like. I, I don't think Scotty, Scotty didn't I should get thank yous. You see the power I have. All I had to do was ask, and he said yes. <laughs> there we go. Well, I have a feeling after tonight you won't want to come back. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. Try me. We'll see. <laughs> Try me. Nah. I don't know if I'll want to come back after tonight, but anyway. I'm same. Yeah. I mean, we're all kind of like going show to show here, honestly. Well, thank you, Evander, for joining us. Yes, Very thank you. Excited to hear about all of your adventures in the world of wrestling as well as potentially what's to come. And um, you know, you notice my background. I had once had an adventure in the world of professional wrestling up in Rhode Island and um, it didn't go so well. So, uh, but you know, I got in the ring and checked that off my bucket list and I didn't even get to go over in the match, unfortunately, but then I eliminated my brother from the battle Royal, which you see behind me there. So that's me eliminating him from, from Uh, Looks like he didn't want to go. No, no, he was holding on for dear life. Um, but you know, I mean, I was just too too buff for him to, uh, <laughs> to endure. So we're very excited to have you, Evander, and we're gonna get to know you, of course. But before we do that, we have something that we do here at Quarantine Times every single time, at least every time Scotty rocks on the show, which is every single time, and that is we're gonna give you some stupid news. I was hoping gifts. I got my music back. Yeah, you got your music. You weren't muted for the first 15 minutes of the show. Like, oh, amazing. Nice. Yeah. All right, so uh, stupid news. It's been a while. This is from uh, the good old New York Post, and the headline reads, Ohio man Michael Harrell slipped bank teller name and address during robbery. Why has it got to be Ohio? I, 
It's just where it all happens. Florida needed a break. <laughs> yes, <laughs> true. All right, here's the uh, the stupid news of the week. He he's a few dollars short of a paycheck. A knucklehead Ohio bank robber slipped a teller a holdup note with his name and address scrawled on it. Michael Harrell, 54 years old, entered a U.S. bank branch in Cleveland, Ohio, and passed the not-so-discreet note, said the FBI. When the teller took the note and looked at it, he looked at, uh, she looked on the other side and saw his name, and he had used, uh, I'm sorry, she saw his name he had used in a note that he had earlier used at the Ohio Bureau of Motor Vehicles, and it had his name on it. The teller reportedly complied with his demand and handed Harold $206 before calling the authorities. She actually referred to him as Michael as she gave him the money and called him Michael as she notified law enforcement. Harold, who was a frequent customer, has been arrested in the robbery. It's unclear at this point if charges have been filed against him. I have a theory on this. I think okay. he wanted to get caught. You think? I think he wanted to go to jail. Three hots and a cot. All funded by taxpayers. That's true. I mean, $206. Mm. Where's that going to get you? Yeah. Parking ticket. I mean, I don't know. I think he just had to do something wrong enough to where, you know, to where he'd end up in jail, you know, but not too wrong that he necessarily, like, you know, was going to end up there forever. You know, right. he just wanted a break from the world. That's what I think. Right. All right. I'll I can it. I can feel that. I, yeah. I like that actually. Yeah, it's a it's a tough year, you know, this day and age, you know, just society's very tough to navigate through right now. I think, you know what? I I, I empathize. I do. I feel for the guy. And you know what? All right. We just turned that into a feeling good. We did. We did. Okay, that's the end of the show. Good night, everyone. Right. I, I, my job's done. I can go home. There we go. No longer stupid news. Yeah. This is the first stupid news that's turned out to be uh empathetic news yeah. yeah i mean as far as stupid news goes that, that do- doesn't make it a very good one for the year-end tournament but you know well, i i get it i see where he's coming out. from he'll be kicked out in the beginning yeah yeah he, he, we have he, a tournament yeah i think so as long as we can remember yeah. what all the stupid news is worth. But, yeah. <laughs> he's um he's definitely eliminated in the first round for sure but <laughs> yeah I get I, 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 I see where he's coming from. So, Scotty, thank you for that. that uh, You're welcome. I'm glad, glad you could join me on my journey of news of stupid. Well, you know, we can't win them all. But anyway, so that was stupid news. And we are here, of course, joined by a very special guest tonight, Evander James of the professional wrestling world. And we are going to learn all about him now. So, Evander, again, thank you for joining us. And I guess we start kind of from the beginning of your journey here. And so how did you get into professional wrestling? Let's start there. Well, like I said, you're going to get honesty from beginning to end, and you're going to be surprised when you hear it. Uh, my journey started as a kid in the Bronx. I was coming home one day off the off the six train on Elder Avenue, Coming down the steps, saw a fly on the floor. Mind you, grew, I grew up a big, huge wrestling fan. So any little bit of wrestling I see, I would find something close to it. I saw a fly on the floor that said BWF, Bronx Wrestling Federation. And I was like, there's a wrestling federation in the Bronx. And believe it or not, uh, it was literally, I would say, six blocks from where I lived. And when I showed up to the wrestling school uh, the next day, I met Mike Drast, who is now known as... Uh, I mean, Mike Drasting and um, Angel Ortiz, and now they're known as uh, Santana and Ortiz on AEW. Mm-hmm. 
before I ever joined House of Glory, they were my first trainers, along with a, a, a big uh, Dominican man named Bronco International. So already impressive stuff here. And so that's how you got started. So what about as far as so Santana Ortiz, you know, were your first trainers, but who else inspired you in the wrestling world uh, to continue and pursue this path here? Well, growing up, I was a huge fan of Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, Mankind, um, as well as anyone would say The Rock. I was a huge fan of The Rock as well. But Man- but Mick Foley, a.k.a. Mankind and Stone Cold always like uh, gravita- gravitated towards me for Mick Foley's uh, no care in the world, just want to win. And Stone Cold, as in doesn't matter who you are, I'm going to whip your ass. <laughs> I was a big Stone Cold guy, too. You know, the funny thing is, like, when I was growing up watching, I wasn't a big fan of The Rock when he was, like, there in his prime. But I, like, I love the guy now. Like, I am a total supporter of The Rock. Like, I think he's just just a, an amazing human being. And when he returned actually in 2011, like I started watching again because it was just exciting to have him there. But yeah, Stone Cold Mick Foley. I mean, you got to give it up for Mick Foley. I think, you know, mm. just all, everything he put his body through and just the dedication to his craft over the years. And, you know, still just a great ambassador to the sport. Um, Passion. That's my word for Mick Foley. Passion. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing. You can't fake that. You know, you can't fake the love that he has for what he did, you know, and mm-hmm. the way he was very about, true, you know, that got him to the top for sure. What about outside of wrestling, though? So who are some people outside the business that you looked up to that encouraged you along the path? Well, I would say uh, basically I grew up a uh, big uh like sitcom guy as well as horror movie fanatic. I, I like ever since I was a kid, uh, my mom always wondered was if something wrong with me loving like scary movies. Growing up, I love uh, Robert England, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, nice. Wes Craven, um, especially uh, a thousand and one, um, a thousand, <laughs> a house of a, li- a thousand corpses, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, two thousand and one maniacs. So how does that, I guess, show up in your um, in what you do here in the business as far as those influences from the entertainment world? Um, it's, it's also, um, aside from um, like Robert Englund and Freddy Krueger, it's also Lex Luthor, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So, so, so they gra- I gravitated towards them, especially because they always, um, no matter what he did, he believed in who he was as a, a, a menace, a, a serial killer. Like no matter how people feared him, man wasn't, man wasn't intimidating only by his looks, is also what he did. So even in dream world or real world, he always had a fear. People knew who he was. He had a name, whether it was good or good, whether it was good or bad. People always just said, uh, "Freddie's coming to get you." He had his own style, his own legit, his own theme. People could chant it, and it was just uh, it caused a, a major franchise because of who he was. Mm-hmm. Sometimes movie whole movies can start out and not last long. You have you have Robert Englund who's still kicking, and people know him as Freddy Krueger. Mm-hmm. That's a very interesting point. You know, you become this presence all your own. You know, you Mm -hmm. almost become bigger than the thing that that brought you to the dance, as it were, you know. And you see Mm -hmm. that, I think, you know, to the casual fan show up in the world of pro wrestling, like everyone knows Hulk Hogan. Everyone knows Mm -hmm. Steve Austin, whether or not they've whether or not they've really John Cena, of course, being a current example, like whether or not they've really ever paid that much attention, like they know those people because of the larger than life persona. That they had. Mm-hmm. 
So that that's very interesting to you know to kind of take that influence and make it your own within the world of wrestling. I want to throw it to one of our other uh, hosts here who might have a question. Scotty, you look like you're ready. I'm always ready. You're always ready. What do you want to know, Scotty? Well, I know personally the answer to this, but can you tell everybody where where what are you doing currently? Where are you wrestling? What what uh, promotions are you associated with? Um, what are you doing now? Well, currently, ever since the pandemic started, uh, I had a, had some time off um, from wrestling, but never never stopped, slowed down uh, home workouts. And when everything started opening back up, uh, I've been taking like um, little small places uh, here and there, but not going too out there, like uh, Jersey as well as Connecticut. Little um, small areas just to still like be active and still be safe at the same time because now New York is not open yet. So uh, other places are opening up with limited capacity. I've also trained down in Florida with low key, as well as um, a couple of other uh, uh, impact superstars as Eddie Kingston, AEW, and uh, Scorpio Sky. I just have to side note, Eddie Kingston is killing it in AEW right now. That promo he did on Wednesday, fire, like gets me so pumped. He's awesome. It's, it's, it's amazing about him because it's legit just like uh like just like uh santana ortiz eddie kingston is is a hood dude so yeah. the passion you see is, is legit how he feels so he sees he sees it and wants it and believes it so he doesn't he doesn't think anything uh, of it he just wants he wants to he wants to get what he wants right and that's why kingston to me is 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 inspiration agreed and what's your can you talk about your connection to um house of glory um house of glory was uh the second uh company I, that that i made my home like once i went there after um uh ortiz and uh santana started doing more things so i traveling more i barely got to see them so when i joined house of glory um uh mind you i had a little bit of, of training legit a month of what they showed me and when i got there i was able to pick up quickly because i was ready knew the little things um how to fall hitting ropes um all of that and mind you, I was still a big kid at the time. Lost a couple of weights in the Bronx, but started uh, shredding when I was training under Amazing Red. So I would say my, my role in House of Glory now would be like, I wouldn't say top, top dog, but I'm a well-known name out there. Um, former Crown Jewel champion and uh, two-time, no, sorry, one-time Break the Glass Ceiling uh, Battle Royale winner. Zebro and I went to a House of Glory show and saw Evander and it was one of the best wrestling experiences we ever had. We had I so concur. much fun. I concur. So it much fun. Awesome. Wrestling is so much fun. Yes. Well, I love the indies. I haven't been to an indie show in a long time, but like you're so up close, <laughs> you know, you're right there. You're right by like, there's so much like you're ju you just feel so much more a part of it than like, if you're in the upper deck, I mean, Scotty going to extreme rules back in 2014 was wonderful. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Right. But like, if you're just like right there and you're like in a, in a, you know, in a high school gym or like a small, like, you know, a smaller setting, it's all right. The interactions you have with, with the wrestlers, with just everybody involved, it just makes it such a more involved, interesting experience, I think, as a fan. Um, now, Vander, you've, I mean, you've traveled the world. You've had the chance to, you know, work with, 
some very notable names. Bully Ray, of course. We have that picture on Instagram of, of you in a match <laughs> with Bully Ray. Uh, you've worked in Japan. You've worked you know, with Impact. So I want to give you a chance to talk about some of your favorite experiences and favorite people that you've had a chance to work with over the course of your career. Oh, well, uh, wow. That's going to be tricky. Um, because I, I, I'm very grateful getting to step in the ring with uh, some of the top guys and traveling. But believe it or not, it, it's the, it's the um, top indie guys that I've wrestled that's actually more enjoyable, in my opinion, because I'm able to work with somebody at like my level, somebody who, who wants to go mm-hmm. like, like as, hard, as hard as you can. And no matter what, we, they push each other to the limits. So I would say one of my favorite people to wrestle, I've ever wrestled was uh, uh, Cashflow Ken Broadway, who's also part of House of Glory. Um, I've, I've wrestled um, Austin Aries as well as uh, TJ Perkins. But one of my dream matches that I've got to experience was wrestling uh, was wrestling alongside uh, Two Cold Scorpio. JD, uh, did you have something? No, I'm 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 just kind of sitting back and taking this all in because I think out of everybody here, I probably know the least about wrestling. Um, so I'm just. I'm sitting back and just enjoying this because this is this is still cool, even though I don't know a whole lot about wrestling to begin with. Wait, I have um, a question for you. Do you, yeah. uh, do you do you understand politics? Yes, I understand politics. Then you understand wrestling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. And to, I mean, and I, I I have watched a bit of of you know the WWE product and I've been to I've only been to one live show in my life. So um yeah i do know a lot less than everyone here but i mean i i still love wrestling i'm still a fan of it so i just have to get exposed to more of it that's really all all it comes down to i'll say your 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 education you know of wrestling has has come a long way the past few years Um, yeah it really has yeah that is that is for sure true so one thing i want to know we we talked about favorite people you've worked with but what about who you want to work with you know who's somebody out there mm. that, like you're just itching to get in the ring with Ooh. i don't that, that's that's a that's a real tough question because i'm I, I feel like now i'm at the stage i i don't really mind or or care as much as i once did to who i wrestle because anybody i step in the ring with i i give it my all I treat every match that I'm in with anybody, whether they're new or, or old, young, like well experienced or anything. I want to give 100% and treat it like it's my last match. So if this is gonna be my last match, you're gonna get everything from me. I it's gonna be hard. If you guys give me some ideas, I would I would gladly appreciate it because I don't see anybody like right now as like a dream dream match because I since, since after wrestling bully and, and everybody else and able to keep up with them I have that I have the mentality that I can go I just I just want to go hmm. that gives me an idea let's do a little this or that let's Wait, you know we'll, we'll give you two names right okay that you works get to, yeah you get to pick which one Okay. All right. So let's start. Scotty AEW. Rocker Quinn. Yeah. Scotty Rocker. <laughs> Scott I mean, I've been in the ring before. I might give you a better. Match. I've been in a ring before, but with a microphone in my hand, not with tights uh, on. Yeah. They gave me a microphone that day too, for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> no, uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. AEW. Chris Jericho or Cody. Hmm. Jericho, Jericho for the for the experience, but I I have to say Cody for for the for the aggression. Mm. Yvonne or Bully? Bully. Any reason? 
Um, well, like Devon, like Devon is is such a go like a go getter as well as a hard worker. Um, I would say bully because I always want to fight somebody that that feels that can take advantage. I want I want to prove myself on somebody who like, was just a tough guy. Like Devon will work was a workhorse as well as bully, but bully is someone you have to prove yourself to. So if you ever if you can stand up to a bully, you can stand up to anybody. That's a fair assessment. Yeah, Bully Ray, of course, one of the toughest guys in the business, uh, for those mm-hmm. who don't know, and definitely has yep. a reputation, you know, and goes hard in yeah. the ring every single time, and mm-hmm. just has done so, such great work both in singles and tag, of course. You might know him as Bubba Ray Dudley as well, if you're more on the WWE side of things. So let's I'll never forget wrestling Bully, because I have a scar on my back that will never go away. Oh, damn. <laughs> Nice. All right, I got yeah, one. Tables are wait. I was gonna say tables are real, guys. Going through a table, you can't, you can't, you can't plan that or any, what anyone thinks. Tables are real and and they hurt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've never doubted that. Yeah. Yeah, they look like they hurt. Taking bumps in general, you know, like you put your body through a lot, you know, you put it on the line every day. Like you can't. There's no way to plan, you know, to plan around the gravity, you know that yeah. that we're all nope. subject to. All right, I have one. This is actually a this or that or that. (laughs) And I know I said I don't know a whole lot about wrestling, and I'm just about to name three New Japan guys. So (laughs) So, just like low key sitting back here, like. Yeah, just low key. I know. Well, okay. So here's mine. Uh, Let's see. Tanahashi, Okada, or Naito? Okada. Okada? Yeah. Okada. Yeah, you got to go with the Rainmaker. Okada because of of his uh, persona as well as the aura he gives off and 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 the and like the many steps in the ring, not just his presence alone, but the way the way he just oozes charisma. So yeah. if I was able to step in the ring with someone like Okada, I know that I'm going to be in a fight for my life. Mm-hmm. Like I like I said with Okada, he he's the he's the rainmaker for a reason. He is money, and I want to be the one to invest in that. Hmm. Love it. I love that line. Love nice. I I got one. Okay. Shawn Michaels in his prime, or before, Dol- wait before he lost his smile. Before he lost his smile. <laughs> okay. Or Dolph Ziggler. Mmm. Good. Very okay. Okay. Well, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the oddball. Let's say Dolph Ziggler. Nice. I like that. I was actually hoping you would say that. Why's that? I make that happen. So let's let's be honest. Shawn Michaels, Shawn, everybody, anybody would say Shawn Michaels over anybody. Mm-hmm. I would have wrestled a Ziggler because, like I said, I would memorable matches. If I wrestle Shawn Michaels, it's gonna be like, wow, Shawn Michaels had a great match with that guy. If I wrestle Dolph Ziggler, wow, these guys tore the house down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about Dolph is he makes everything look very crisp and just very good in the ring. It doesn't matter who he's in there with. You know you're going to get a good match out of Dolph Ziggler every single time. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. I, I like how you you zigged when the rest of the world would zag. I, 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 I like that. I see what you did there. <laughs> oh, I didn't even see what I did there. I didn't even mean to do that. That was, wow. I'm going to just, I'm just going to. There's a reason why his finisher is called the zigzag. Oh. Uh, I wow. oh now I can Somebody, keep going. Somebody's on Wikipedia because I thought you don't watch. No, I okay. Hold on, I know that. I know. Okay, look. Just because I said I thought I knew the least about everyone in this group doesn't mean I still know stuff. Ah, touche. Ah. Just can I do one more and then I'll stop and give Zebro a chance? Yeah, Zebro, yeah. you just came off a mute. Sorry. Uh, Let me do I, one. I got one. So, mankind, dude, love or Cactus Jack, mm-hmm. and why? Nice. Mm. Mm. <laughs> That's good. Oh man! All right. 
Dude Love. Why? Well, if let me tell you the reason of let me tell you the reason of the other two and why I just chose Dude Love. I have time. Yeah, go for it. I, I want to know the reason of the other two and Dude Love. Yeah, time too. All we right. Got time. So before I tell Dude Love, if I wrestle, if I wrestle uh, Mick Foley, uh, it's gonna it's gonna be extreme and no matter what. So he is entertaining as hell. I will give it to mankind. Mankind is a psychopath, which I'm always ready for, no matter what, especially with his boiler room brawl or taker. Mankind is on a mission to, to, to end you. He doesn't care at all. Cactus Jack, especially before he joined uh, WWF at a time, he was with WCW as well as ECW and his um, Japan stint. And he was the, like the, um, the, one of the, like, the fathers of deathmatch wrestling. People don't know that about Cactus Jack. And Do Love was very entertaining because he was just so charismatic as well as lovable. Um, and he was just a, a straight-on uh, comedic technical wrestler as well. Yeah, I could see that. You're very you're very technical in your style of wrestling. Um, I do have another question. For, first of all, I want to say uh, shout-out to the Bronx. You're, you're, you, I know yeah. you're <laughs> BX stand-up. Um yeah. I know you're going to make it big in the world of pro wrestling because I know you personally, you kind of embody it. You breathe it. You're even before, you know, when I used to work with you, you're always training. Um, I've seen clips of you. You're amazing, bro. Um, so my question for you is. No, you can't have front row tickets at his biggest event. Again? I said, no, he can't get you front row tickets to his ah, biggest ha, ha, ha. event. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Scotty. Um but my question for you is um, your first gimmick when you first started wrestling, what was your first gimmick uh, and character? Like, uh, oh my God. And what, oh. and what inspired it? Oh my God. Yeah, wow. I want to hear this. All right. Oh my God. All right. So, <laughs> all right. So right now, right now there's a, a great, uh, a good rest, a great wrestler right now. By the name of Leroy Green, who's a Switch kid who wrestled with a, a Nintendo Switch. Um, before before there was that, I used to call myself EA James to play on EA games. Oh and, yeah, and and it says challenge everything. My slogan was challenge everyone. That's amazing. Nice. Now see, that sounds cool. That sounds cool. Yes, that sounds cool. Yes, but this is when I was legit. Uh, like I said, I had a little uh, experience. I wrestled my and within six months of training, and I wasn't all the way there. Still, a little like muffin top, wearing shirts and like and like tights. I came out with a three DS and 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 um and eight big glasses, trying trying to be like dope. And my finisher at the time was called a three D STF. Wow. <laughs> mm. So like, that gimmick, that gimmick was like like a little embarrassing because it didn't like fully like work because I wasn't fully invested to it. I was like at a time, you know, you start out somewhere trying something new. You you getting your feelings, say people don't like it, whatnot. Um, and then once once that kind of like like backfired, I I went back to the drawing board because that what, that gimmick what, was horrendous. What, what year was this? Two thousand and. 15, I believe. Wow. I wish we had a picture. <laughs> nah, man. That's 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 in the House of Glory archives. I don't know if you'll ever find that. <laughs> that's in the vault. <laughs> did, the crowd, did the crowd react badly? Uh, mind you, uh, Z, Zebro could tell you that 
That legit, it, it was as a Bronx dude. If, if you see someone looking funny, how are you gonna react to that? Yeah, <laughs> how would you pretty bad guy? How, how would you re- react to that? Well, every time I come into the Bronx, Zebro, you know, makes fun of me. So there's your answer. <laughs> yeah. you know, like that's like, like that, and and I didn't know how to handle that because mind you, I, it was like a debut, and I, and I didn't know how yeah, to handle Bronx it like that. Yeah, you know the Bronx is rough, and, and this and this was in Queens. That's what that's what all bros come together. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I have a, I have a, I have a question. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. You mind? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, what do you think about the current product right now? Whether it be, well, I guess the the mainstream WWE, AEW, Impact, ROH. Like, what's That's the question? What, what do you think? What's your, what's your take? That's the question. To be honest, uh, I enjoy all of them, and I'm just saying it because if if they see this, I'm, I'm gonna get in trouble. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, me, I, I, I consider, like I said, I feel like growing up, I've always been like an oddball. I've always enjoyed anything that's wrestling related, whether it's good or bad, because no matter what, people talk about it. I didn't like this. Oh, I love that. But they're still talking about to this day, like The Rock, This Is Your Life. Uh, uh, right. Cody, um, uh, Jericho and MGF, uh, the Broadway musical dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, dinner. People, people talk about you see mixed feelings. Oh, People say you didn't mixed feelings. You know, yeah. uh, we have you also have uh, impact of, of, of the wedding. You have you have those. You have like 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 cinematic wrestling now because of quarantine. People could barely wrestle. You have yeah. co- on comedic matches. You have death matches. Wrestling like wrestling has its its flavor, and not everybody can agree with it. But you can always get different flavors. Yeah, but I, just to just to piggyback off of what Scotty Rock asked, um, from a creative. Uh, uh, aspect what do you think is the best creatively like who, who's who's the most creative is it aew is it wwe where are we going with that okay that's okay fair question as far um, as like character development storylines like from like from like from like start to finish or the character itself everything different? start to finish overall just the overall mm. show overall show yeah uh you gravitate yeah that's 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 like I said. It's very it's very very hard to like decide because I I legit enjoy both. You have AEW has unpredictability. Literally mm-hmm. has unpredictability. You don't know what match you're gonna see, or no matter what style you're gonna see mm-hmm. from these wrestlers. And WWE has its um has its impeccable storylines. Mm-hmm. So they have they have storylines that people at first time gonna get behind, but after a while it grows on you. When people first saw Bray Wyatt at, um, as the Fiend coming out with like, looking like Mr. Rogers, everybody's, what is this? And then two weeks later, this is the best thing I've ever seen. Yes, yes. You see, I, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, the New Day, when the New Day started, they were not good. And people, now people thought they could be preachers. People legit yeah. thought they could be preacher boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And well, they took that and made it their own, the New Day, you know, and they just mm-hmm. turned it into this force that, like, it's still, it's still a thing. They're on different shows now, right? But they still have the podcast. They still got all the merch. Like, the New Day is just a thing. It's its own entity, even beyond. Yeah. Bright, I think with Bray Wyatt, I love that you brought up Bray Wyatt there too, because, like, when he first came out as the Mister Rogers thing with the Firefly Fun Funhouse, everyone was. Lo- hating on it i'm like this is gonna turn dark and when it does it's gonna be incredible and it yeah like that's just bray wyatt 
I think is a creative genius and just how meticulously like and how tied everything he's done in his career is to everything else all the way back to Husky Harris like Husky mm-hmm. Pig is Husky Harris <laughs> you know there's all these little like nuances and nods like they're so subtle that sometimes you have to like read about them to understand that's correct there mm-hmm. but like he's a creative genius and I think like when we look back on his career however long that is in the future from now like people are going to really hold him in that same light as an undertaker somebody who took something that he just like it could have you know flopped or it could have hit big and he just made it hit you know and i think too like just in general thought you know when you when it comes to the product and like you know enjoying the product i find it so much easier to do without the internet too like without like going on forums and having everyone like crap all over things because you're just sitting back and you're just a fan you're taking it in yet are you gonna love everything no, you know, but like, I, I mean, I don't love everything that, you know, comes across the, str- the screen, but there's a lot of stuff like, you know, even that, uh, the, the Boneyard match with AJ and the T- Undertaker, I thought was amazing. And like, I go on like wrestling groups and forums and like half the people loved it. Half the people think it was dumb. And I'm like, well, just, you need people it. like, it's going to sound crazy, but you, you need people like that. The people that hate on, on stuff like that, because they're the ones who can say, yo, this is trash. Check this out. And then when they show their friend. You know, this is dope. I like it. What are you talking about? And then they show their friends who agree with that they like it. You want people that hate on it because no one hates alone. Nobody, I don't care, hates by themselves. If they hate it, they want somebody to hate with them so they don't feel alone. And once they couldn't get that mm. person to hate it, they start enjoying it. And then they still have to reevaluate why they hate it. So I always appreciate it because if you don't have haters, you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. That's, That's a good point. You need haters to have heels. That that's a really good point. Um, yeah. I, I had somewhere I was going to go with it, but I forget where it was. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I also think is is important is not just the wrestlers themselves, but the promotions is constantly keeping up and reinventing. Mm-hmm. You know, and and being able to to like Chris Jericho, for instance. I mean, how many mm-hmm. times has he reinvented mm-hmm. himself? I am Chris Jericho's. Number one on my list, um, and he is—he's at his at his prime right now. I mean, watching him—he's—I don't even know how old you know. How, how old is Jericho? Fifty, right now? I think. I think he's fifty. He's, I mean, wow. he's up there, and he is yeah. not only um, not only on the microphone and just mm-hmm. creatively, but his matches and his stamina, and you know the the I. I Talk to you, Evander, about this uh, a couple weeks ago. The match he had with uh, Isaiah Cassidy from Private Party was... I haven't Mm -hmm. seen Jericho wrestle that good in years. I mean, it was just amazing and just, you know, not just the Mm -hmm. giving back, you know, that he's doing, but just reinventing himself and keeping up with... And you enjoyed how how Isaiah carried himself too, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Private Party is Mm -hmm. unbelievable. I mean, Mm. there's so much talent there. Um, and, and that's what people sometimes like, like, uh, sometimes people like talk bad, like it's a funny thing because sometimes people talk bad about House of Glory because um, we always like, um, like they brag about being number one in school and whatnot. And what people don't realize is that we're trained to adapt. We're not, we're not trained to be high flyers or trained to be like, like just like technical wrestlers. We're trained to adapt. Anybody you step in the ring with, you're able to go, you're able to keep up what they can do. So you're not, you're not stuck in one spot just in case. Mm. We're always are always prepared for the worst. So Amazing Red's line, expect the unexpected, follows us th- like through life, in the ring and out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Awesome. And just a, just another note on people hating, because I remember what I was going to say, you know, art subjective and mm-hmm. it's an art form at the end of the day, you know, professional wrestling is a, is a highly athletic form of art. And so it's going to be received by different people mm-hmm. in different mm-hmm. ways. But the fact that conversations happen about it, to your point, Evander, is good for the health of the sport overall. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, sometimes things get a little too edgelordy out there on the Internet. And that's, you know, that's, you know, something for another day. But like to discuss it, to debate it means that it's reaching people. Right. Mm-hmm. Just like any other art form. So that that was the point All the time. I was to make. And I just completely you know, blank brain farted on it, but (laughs) (laughs) I have that fact. (laughs) Any press is good press. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, look at, again, look at politics, you know, any attention's good attention. Hey now, Mm -hmm. anyway, let's not go (laughs) there. Talk about a story for another day. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's, um, do we have a winner yet? Anyway, uh, (laughs) I don't think we do. I don't think we're gonna for probably a couple weeks. Um, Bernie Santa's going to cash in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Oh my! Cash in. Yeah, he has the briefcase. In oh, look, he's cashing in right now. <laughs> Wouldn't that be so? I mean, that would just completely, you know, convert it over to the, you know, sharing the same world as, yeah, you know, sports entertainment. But so let's look at the future, though. Evander James, of course, joining us here on Quarantine today, very special guest. And so, two questions. Uh, what would you like to do in the future, you know, as far as things you haven't done yet, you know, organizations you haven't wrestled for, moves you haven't tried? And then the second question is, what are you working on now that you might be able to tell us about? Okay, okay. All right. So uh, basically right now for my future, uh, I never I never know what the future can hold for me because like I said I always expect the unexpected mm-hmm. but one thing I I know is that um I feel that I would I will never fall off as long as I help the next guy because if you help the next guy uh they'll always look out for you so if you if you're able to in a slump or or fall back then they'll able to help you you help me I'll pull you up with me that's why I have a uh, great uh great like like friends like um Ken Broadway Charles Mason, main event, uh, Midas Black and, and Vic, um, Vic J, um, J Lion. Mm-hmm. Vicious J Lion. Mm-hmm. So I, I, that's, that's my future. And my future is to one day maybe like become a trainer, uh, like a wrestling trainer, mm-hmm. just, to, just to give back. Mm-hmm. Um, the next question was uh, what moves I would like to try? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Hmm. I'll come back to that. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Well, in the meantime, like what, what's on the horizon for you? I know it's tough in the COVID times to really, you know, know, like, you know, what you might have coming up in the immediate future, but, uh, is there anything currently in the works that you could tell us about? Currently in the works, uh, like I said, right now, a lot of things are shut, like shut down, especially, um, um, overseas, but, uh, I was just called, like I I was just called recently by, uh, Sonny Ono and my, and my other Russell one, uh, comrades, uh, me and uh, three other guys were chosen to return to uh, Japan. Unfortunately, Wrestle One had to close down, but mm-hmm. Kaz Hayashi has started a new promotion called Great Pro, Great Pro Wrestling. I get that confused sometimes because when I was doing the Zoom meeting, uh, we all said we're, we're happy to be a part of Great Wrestling, um, Gleet Wrestling, and Sonny Yono corrected us that it's called Great Wrestling. And mind you, Sonny Ono is a wise old Japanese man. And I asked him why. And he said it was a Japan thing. (laughs) (laughs) And he just left it at that? Like, it's a Japan thing? I, 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 like, we didn't know how to answer because we were, like, baffled. 
But the whole time we were, we were prepared for it. It's kind of like watching The Office. We, the whole time they're calling uh, Sabre instead of Saber. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's how it felt. <laughs> that's great. Um, as well as that, um, when I return, I have something new in the works for Evander James. Something, something uh, unique, as well as something that hasn't really been done in a way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess stay tuned for that. That sounds uh, sounds like we're being left to, you know, it's being left to our imaginations here a little bit. Evander James joining us here on Quarantines. Our special guest professional wrestler has traveled the world and wants to give back to the business. So I'll tell you what, I'll, 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 start, I'll start with a move that I always wanted to be able to do. And Lord knows I can't do a backflip to save my life, but a moonsault. I always wanted to be able to pull off a moonsault back in the back in the yard and in that one match you see in my background. And I just I could never figure out how to get that motion going backwards. So the anybody who could do that is automatically more athletic than me. So <laughs> no, I I we said moonsault, I can I could do that. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty uh, good off the road. Uh, stand, I, uh, standing shooting stars. Uh, I'm I love believe it or not, I could do like high flying. When I'm at training, I do high flying, but I love uh technical chain wrestling. Um I can legit uh, I remember when I was training with um uh, Amazing Red and um, we were chaining for quite some time and, and lost track of time how long we were doing it because he's always getting us our cardio. He's always, he treats us like a, a, he's from Brooklyn, so he treats us like a New Yorker. He whoops our ass because what he does to us, he prepares us for out there. So if anyone ever tries to pl- uh, play us, we're able to hold our own. Mm-hmm. Um, one move I would say in particular I would like to learn how to do, and this is going to be really tricky, would be a probably a uh, pox... Uh, Red Arrow. Oh wow! Ooh, yeah. Oh yeah! Good one. I have faith in you. That is you one of the it? biggest moments that I ever marked for. Was when he hit the air, the Red Arrow on Seth Rollins. I legit thought he was going to win that match. Mm-hmm. That was because that Red Arrow was so good. That's probably the that's best one I've seen him hit. I, I yeah, that's one thing I want to try. The new yeah. Evander James. That should be his finisher. That's what I. Think. Hmm. Kind of like John Possibly. Cena's sixth move of doom, you know. <laughs> well, Vander's got a little bit more than six. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In his back pocket, I've, I've seen sure. him. Seen him in the ring. <laughs> I, I, I actually, JD, you gave me an idea too because you mentioned marking hard for that moment. Oh and yeah. Then we'll we'll wrap up the the interview portion and go to our uh, upcoming segments here. Everybody, give your number one moment you've ever marked for in your life. Oh my God. So I know mine. I can tell you mine right now, and it was Zack Ryder uh, winning the IC title in the ladder match at WrestleMania 31. Was it 32? I think it was. Mm. That that was mine. I I definitely felt like Christmas had arrived. Number two, a close second for me was Kofi winning his world title because I was mm. I, I was so invested in that story. I hadn't been that invested in a story in years, and that just like I wanted that so bad for him, just as a person, you know, and those guys, the New Day, just as people, you know. So that's mine. Who's next? I mean, I'll go. If we're allowed to give two, that I can do. Yeah, but, sure. Well, I was at WrestleMania 25, Houston, mm-hmm. Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, first match, and just that whole match, seeing it live, was one huge mark. I mean, that match was something else. And being able Good to choice. live was, I mean, the rest of the pay-per-view was awful. 
But that match was, I can't even explain it. And the second one, um, honestly, was at the House of Glory show we went to when Hangman Adam Page showed up at the end. Um, but the, not only that match, and that that show, and I've told the band of this, like, to a, to a real wrestling fan, like, that was an important show. It was the Young Bucks, correct me if I'm wrong, it was the Young Bucks' last indie show against yeah. Travis Hardy, who was going to AEW, which mm-hmm. was starting at, shortly after that show, right? Yeah. Um, and, and you got to see Van James, but okay. Well, I'm getting... <laughs> <laughs> But I didn't know Private Party, you know, seeing like Santana, just it, it was just that whole feeling of of like Quinn was saying earlier, just the the independents just have that feeling. Everybody there is just a huge fan, and every match from top to bottom was just so like per like you felt like you were part of it. It was just the energy and just the. I, I, I can't explain it. I mean, Zebro, you you know what I'm talking about. It was just, it was just that 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 energy. I just I get Ooh, excited talking that, about. It. It yeah, so um, I felt like we really cool. got spoiled um, witnessing that because it was, yeah. uh, bro. I was like a little kid. Yeah, we yeah we all were. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was so much fun. <laughs> so I think like that whole show is probably my my number two, just because I. I've just never felt like I was with people like me, like wrestling fans. And every person in that building was a fan that night. Mm. It was uh, it was something else. Good one. And I got to see Evander James. Yeah. Which which mm. of course was the biggest moment of all. Of course. <laughs> that goes without saying. Yeah. I mean, I figured you you realized that. I didn't have to actually say it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, my first mark would be WrestleMania 14. Uh, Stone Cold versus Shawn Michaels. I'm a huge Stone Cold mm. fan. Yeah, I was dying for him to win the championship. He... Well, Mike Tyson. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, that was a really uh, big one for me. And the second one would be I was a huge uh, Rock and Sock Connection fan. Mm. So mm. their first uh, tag team championship that was really huge for me. Yeah. Yeah, I liked when they came back at WrestleMania 20. Although I knew what the I knew it was kind of to put Evolution over, you know, like yeah, I just liked seeing them again, and you knew that was going to be the last time you saw The Rock for a while. But yeah, yeah, that's, that's one thing I did enjoy about The Rock. You know, his prime run was The Rock and Sock Connection. That was a lot of it showed a little different kind of personality than Mankind. Yeah, it was up. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, JD. Did you have another? Uh, yeah, but before I do that, I hope Scotty Rock's not coming to. What my ass? Okay, all right. Let me. I think I'll take it from here, nurse. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the one that the one for me, it's the only live wrestling show I've ever been to. It was Survivor Series 2015. Oh, that was dope. Yeah, that one was one. I went because um, the Undertaker and Kane were taking on Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper. Mm. Um, then you had the tournament for the WWE world heavyweight championship that Roman Reigns won. And then I got to see a cash in cause Seamus came out and cashed in against Roman 
and they basically wrestled on top of a layer of confetti in the ring. <laughs> and Sheamus, uh, Sheamus won the championship and closed out the show by cashing in. So that was, I never thought I was going to see a cash in. Um, you know, so I got really lucky. The very first, very first show I went to, I got to see Undertaker and Kane live, and I got to see a cash in live. So that was awesome. Beautiful. That sounds like a quite an eventful night you had. There. It was, even though uh, I'm looking, I'm now on Wikipedia, and this guy said uh, <laughs> John John Powell of the Canadian Online Explorer wrote that Survivor Series was one of, if not the worst WWE pay per view of 2015. <laughs> I respectfully disagree because I was at it live. <laughs> See, I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Vander, do you have a markout moment? Oh, I was waiting for this. Easy, easy. <laughs> it was 2011. I believe it was probably January. I forgot which date. Uh, mind you, this is before our, our internet smart marks took over took over the, the wrestling community. Uh, lights went off. Uh, it was quiet. It was silent for at least 30 seconds because they was they were supposed to say they have a host for WrestleMania and they didn't tell us who it was. Everything was quiet. Um, I was like, who is this? Smoke started appearing. I was like, Taker's going to host? And then out of nowhere, I see lightning. Like it says, electrifying. And then out of nowhere, the Rock's music hit. Whoever I have not mm. heard in the last seven years. And I was, I, I, I was, I fell off on watching wrestling for like a good two years. And when I finally I watched it again in 2011, I lost my mind. I called my friends. We were like, we were like only two guys who watch wrestling. I said, bro, are you seeing this? The Rock is back. <laughs> I like I, I couldn't like I was flipping my mind, like I was just losing it. Yeah. That that was the biggest like uh, a markout moment for me. Just like experiencing that, like never thought the Rock would ever come back. Yeah, yeah. That that's what brought me back was I heard about it the next day. I'm like, wait a second, the Rock came back, and I went and watched the promo. I'm like, holy crap! Like, yeah, the, the, it did. It brought me back on the fold because like through college, I didn't really watch. You know, like 2008, nine, ten, before and, spoilers and all that. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then I hear about that, and just I, I I liked the long program with him and Cena. I thought they they were able to do a lot with that. A lot of people kind of criticized it was too long term booking. I liked it. I thought they announced the match a year later or a year earlier. Yeah, yeah. Remember? Yeah, and I thought it was really interesting how like yeah they're going on different paths, mostly Cena because he's the active guy at the time. But like you always know it's going to come to this point. I thought that was really interesting way to build build it knowing that the rock is only going to be there for a handful of dates and then the survivor series well tag match with him and cena against our truth and the miz and i wish awesome truth uh, i wish our <laughs> truth got like a world title run that year that would have been like amazing i think he'd, he would have pulled it off really well too hmm. So Evander James joining us here, of course, keep posted on everything House of Glory Wrestling, uh, of course, is where he's based, and but has wrestled all over the world. And Evander, thanks for joining us. Hang out for the rest of the show. We've got a couple segments yeah. left. I just have one more. I'm, I'm glad to hang out. Yeah. Scott, you have more? I do. And since you're an honest man, please give me your honest opinion. Mm. So Zebro and I have AW tickets that have been pushed back now until – February and they have not pushed it back yet. So as an honest man and your honest opinion, do you think there will be an AEW show in New Jersey live in February? With the capacity of people, yeah. with everything slowly, slowly opening up and everybody is able to go back out? They, not really. 
It's a, it's a strong possibility. Not in New York yet. I would say not in New York, but Jersey has a good possibility. What's and like right, right now, it's just Connecticut and Jersey are just opening up. Even if they do it at capacity, the people that already have tickets, how do they even do that? Like it's it's because they're saying all tickets will be you know good because it was supposed to. It hey, was so cause cause subject to change. Cause subject to change. <laughs> That's but not audience <laughs> subject to change. <laughs> card is subject to change, not the crowd. Oh, so I'm going to repeat myself. Credit card subject to change. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for being honest. Wait, I, I, got a, I got a quick question, though, before we move on for uh, Evander James. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned you wrestled in Japan, right? So this is really two questions. Um, one question is, how is training different from here versus Japan? Second question is most people, you know, generally the consensus is wrestlers don't know how to really fight. Can you really fight or is it just, you know, wrestling? I'm glad you brought that up. Like I said, uh, Amazing Red uh, trained us uh, in a way he experienced Japan. He trained us like uh, what he experienced Japan. And once I got told I was going to Japan, I trained literally five days a week and and watched what I ate, getting ready for six months to go there. And when I got there, um, I felt like I kind of overtrained because I was able to keep up, uh, go um, go to bed late at night. Wake up early in the morning, certain time, like do young boy stuff, cook, clean, and all that, making sure I knew what I was um, prepared for once I got there. Mm-hmm. And once we and once we got there, um, everything was just like different. So with everything that happened, um, it was a great experience for it. So the training in Japan is much more different than anything else. That was pretty intense than training in Japan. So weird. like when once once uh we got to Japan they 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 did the same way we had to wake up more um early mornings and everything so they didn't just do uh in ring training with us they uh they also uh we woke up do judo in the mornings as well as uh they had Sada capoeira and uh they had a K1 dojo there as well so they showed us kickboxing too so you really know how to fight mm-hmm. any any reason that Japan teaches you how to fight while training versus here why why would they teach you how to really fight like do judo uh, because uh, there's sometimes that people who would try to uh, take advantage of you and see how tough you are, and you have to be be able to prepare yourself for the worst. So if anyone tries to um, overstep themselves with you or try to take advantage or or try to hurt you, you're able to uh, give back. So if they cash if they cash a check that Moff can uh, cash, mm. then you give them a good receipt. <laughs> and why also? Why do you think in Japan it's almost universal to be a wrestling fan like when you watch new japan and and all japan all the you know wrestle one all those you see men women you see everybody and they're just as excited to be there as the next person but here it's kind of not as taboo as it used to be but you know there was a point where telling somebody you're a wrestling fan you know you'd get made fun of or you'd get you know now you know it's it's more mainstream it's considered more you know it's on fox it's on you know it's on all the time people like quinn was saying people know the household names but in japan it's always been uh uh just a a mainstay to, to to the country and the culture 
Um, it's, it's the humble, it's the humbleness of Japan as well. So with everything they, they have and do, it's, it's the, um, it's the capability they have as well as, um, building a strong fan base. They're very respectful over there as towards to, uh, I guess, American, um, style wrestling. It's more of, I guess, spoiled. They want more and feel like they're entitled to like, they know how things work as well as Japan in Japan. They, they just want to be entertained. They, they love the passion behind it. So that's why they have the thing called fighting spirit. They they know what they what they're expecting. They believe everything. Wait, one more question. Yes. <laughs> I, I, yo, go ahead. Yeah, go. So Scotty Rock says he wants to kickbox you. Uh, would you accept his challenge? <laughs> right, Scotty. I'll, 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 I'll gladly, I'll, I'll I'll gladly decline. Shy. I'll gladly decline. Oh wow. Ooh. Interesting. I don't know. Scotty's in pretty good shape after that Quinquake workout. I yeah, I seen that. That's why I was mentioning his training regimen looks intense. He's I don't know what you've been doing for I don't know what, but he's yeah, been like, never been so hot, happy in my life that Scotty is a character. <laughs> have you ever? Uh, have you used the cones I left you since? <laughs> no, they're still in that box where they were. I'm coming to get them. I'm going to drive up there tonight. Anyway, Damn. Damn. Evander James here on Quarantimes. Evander, uh, any th- anywhere people can learn more about you? Uh, online? Sure. I guess it's time for that little plug, you know? Yeah. So I get, mm. you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at EvanderJames2S. All right. Make sure you do that. Of course, all the updates will be coming up there as far as what the future holds. And it's surely bright. Thank you, Evander, for joining us. Again, feel free to hang out the rest of the show. I've got a little something for your ears that I'm going to tell you about real quick. And I actually just over on the Underground Music Collective page, which, of course, the Quinn Spin is under that whole umbrella. We're branching out into different forms of entertainment tonight. Um Andrew C. Marshall just came out with uh, an album. He is an artist here in town. It's called Terrestrial Radio. Really, really, really great stuff. If you like Beck, Cake, that kind of like alternative rock, but that just goes different places and brings a whole lot of different elements in, it's weird but accessible, you're going to love this album. Again, it's called Terrestrial Radio. Andrew C. Marshall is the artist, and it's available everywhere on streaming platforms now. And he's a cool dude. I just had a chance to talk to him before jumping on here for Quarantimes. And that is something for your ears. And to close us out, JD, who turned into a vacuum down there. Oh, he's back. I'm back. I'm back. All right. Oh, crap. I don't have my music. You know what? Do I need to stall? No, you don't need to stall. Just sing it. And I'm free. Uh, I don't need what I said. I was gonna sing oh, it, Quinn. Sing it? My goodness. Okay. Oh, I didn't mean upstage you. Do you understand? No, you're fine. You're gonna love my feeling good, though. Oh, good. Okay. Right. So go ahead and go ahead and, and play me in, Quinn. Okay. What the hell is going on? Feeling good. That was the song. That was not the song. That was some. That was some different. All right. You know what? It's time for feeling good and i'm feeling good gerard do the horns all right (laughs) so this this uh this edition's feeling good is actually about the one and the only quinn because two years today (laughs) he's going off screen two years today the quinn made one of the biggest decisions of his life, uh, turned what was called Levi Valley Underground into the Underground Music Collective. Um, Then he went down to Nashville to see what he could find, what he could do. 
moved down there and now you've got what you've got today not only does he do the underground music collective he's got the quinn spin and now he does quarantines so this edition's feeling good is about hard work and it's about one of our own the quinn if you really chase your dreams if you really work hard you can achieve what the quinn has achieved and you can feel good while doing it I felt so, that. That oh, is this week's cry. feeling good. You feel great cry. just hearing that. You know, and here's the thing, too, is is I had something else lined up for feeling good, but I realized that today was two years ago, today, that you wow. announced that it was turning. So I figured, what a better time to do a feeling good than about the one and the only Quinn. Oh, That's amazing. Well, thanks, good G. Job. Oh, you're welcome. Um, it's been a very interesting and transformative two years. Um, you know, as I've mentioned, I'm sure on other podcasts, on my own podcast, uh, you know, the stranger on the street who stops to talk to me for five minutes. Like I was broke, but broke before coming here. Like it was not a good situation. And this was literally moving here was a hail Mary with less than a thousand dollars in my, to my name and whatever would fit my car. I respect that. Just the, community i've found here and with you guys and just the opportunities like i'm glad i took that leap you know and mm-hmm. the past <laughs> so. and i i knew that you could make something out of the quinn spin the very first time that you did it when i was guest hosting i knew you could make something out of it and you have well, so you. i'm very proud of you you took a leap of faith. You took a chance yeah. on yourself. You traveled and legit, you, you had nothing to, to make it something. Yeah, I know how that feels. And I respect mm-hmm. that a lot. Thank you. Wow. Um, th- thanks, guys. I uh, gave you a complete curveball. I'm sorry. I, I, uh, no, it's fine. It's fine. I, I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> That's yeah. a feel-good moment. Yeah, it is. Yeah. See, I did my job. Yeah, that, 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 yes, that probably did. felt the goodest of all the feeling good <laughs> for me. That, that one's going to win the feeling good tournament. Of yeah, if there's a feeling good tournament. I don't good. think we have enough. We ha- I don't think we have enough participants. But Well, I, I don't think <laughs> it's a contest. I think No, it's not a contest at this point. Yeah, yeah you're, you are correct. We that have wins. the winner. So you, that's a contest. Feeling good? No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, well, thank I agree. you. I can attest to how many hurdles you have gone over mm-hmm. personally professionally mm-hmm. i'm proud of you too oh, yeah well thank you all i i don't know how to end the show now so <laughs> just, um okay Nothing. how about how i usually do it uh this is the quinn spin <laughs> of course quarantine is a part of that two ends in quinn two ends in spin you can find us on instagram facebook twitter as well as on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, anchor stitcher and more you can also donate to us at anchor anchor.fm slash the dash quinn dash spin slash support i know that's a mouthful i'll put it in the comments somewhere and um yeah underground music collective you can find that undergroundmusiccollective.com uh umc20 playlist on spotify we're on all the socials find us we just Mm -hmm. doing very safely done live shows starting in a couple weeks here at third and lindsley as well we announced that today more information at undergroundmusiccollective.com master required tables are spaced out if you're in nashville come see talia stewart she's incredible and she's also been a guest on the quinn spin before as well nice um so anybody else have anything before we sign off uh hmm no i've i've we've we've done it this has been a very very interesting and fun podcast anybody was really cool chill 
And I'm glad none of you are liars. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Evander James joining us here on Corn. Yes. Welcome back anytime. Quinn, spin round of applause. Oh, there'll definitely be a part two. There, there will definitely be a part nice. two. Can't yeah. wait. We're looking forward to it. Awesome. Yes. And we'll and we'll plan ahead. We all can make this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was hoping it was going to be a third time's a charm and not three strikes you're out. Oh no! No structure no, no. at quarantines. My goodness. What is this? We're, we're what are we becoming? Here. We just started doing this because we were all stuck inside in March. And now, now that's like, true. Where, where are we? Same place. I only had a mustache when we started. You did, and I miss it. Yeah. But, yeah. I had a little, I was so bored, I had a little handlebar for like a good week or two. You can nice. check it out on my Instagram. I thought about growing out the mane again, but nobody needs to see that. Nah. Yeah, that's a, that's a I tried, but I gave up on that. Yeah, yeah. It's not having long hair is not as fun as you think it would be. It's it's in the way. It gets no, I believe. Yeah, it's. I say I, I save I save money. I save money on I save money. Right, Scotty? That that's right. <laughs> I concur. I concur. <laughs> that's right. See. <laughs> well, Thanks. thank you all for joining. This has been Quarantimes. Grab some muffins on the way out, and we'll see you next time. Hey now. Yeah.